Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome to The Cottage. In this episode, we're going to go yoke versus yoke in Jeremiah chapter 28 with prophet against prophet. And who is bringing the truth that will set people free? It's Hananiah versus Jeremiah in chapter 28 for a showdown. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We are bound to each other as we're bound to you. Thank you for Jesus who made the way. And now by your Holy Ghost, let us see your way once again through the pages of your Holy Scriptures. Lead, guide, and direct us so that we might understand all that you have for us. Thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to Jeremiah tonight. Got a business meeting, so we'll just try to keep it a little tidy tonight. Jeremiah chapter 28. I don't know if you're familiar with this passage. I don't know if my parents remember this or not, but I did three degrees in the Bible, and the first one, my final paper was on Jeremiah 28. So, many, many years ago. And uh, actually, I can't find that. I'd love to get a copy of that. Uh, lost it somewhere along the way on all the data drives and things. Jeremiah chapter 28, it says, beginning in the first verse, It came to pass... The same year in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet, which was of Gibeon, spake unto me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and of all the people. So this is Hananiah speaking to Jeremiah in the presence of the priest and all the people. And he is a prophet. Prophet. Verse 2. Jeremiah 28, 2. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, that's the main prophet way that people would speak. Kind of like we always pray in Jesus' name, they would invoke the name of the Lord and then prophesy, saying it's from God. Thus saith, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years will I bring again into this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. And I will bring again to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah that went into Babylon, saith the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. So you remember our messages that we did on yoke. And you remember how we talked about that and the, and the idea of the yoke. Well, he is saying that there's another way you describe yoke. 
in the Old Testament and in the biblical times, a lot of times whenever they would capture people and put them in what we, not what we call slavery, but kind of like prisoners of war and capture the people, they would put them to work. And if they didn't have the oxen, they would hook people up to the yoke and make them pull the plow as a part of it. So if you've seen the movie The Chosen, it's kind of interesting because Jesus kind of tells two of his disciples to take care of to plow a field. And so they, they find themselves in trouble trying to do it. But it's kind of interesting how they're trying to do that. It reminds me of the photo I showed you with my father-in-law on Sunday of me plowing his uh, terraces. And so working with that. But what's, what's implied here then is that Babylon has captured the people of Israel. There's three deportations where they take them three times. And we know that Ezekiel is over there. And then in the third time when they come, they destroy the temple that Solomon had built and they destroy the, the city of Jerusalem. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Jeremiah is still there. And it's before that deportation, before they destroy and this prophet is saying that God is going to break that yoke. Break that yoke. Now, it's a timely message because most prophets will do some kind of demonstration along with their sermons. They always have sermon illustrations. And it just happens. You don't recognize it right now. But as we get into the text, Jeremiah has come wearing a wooden yoke. So we didn't discuss that, but... He's, he's in the temple wearing a wooden yoke and he's telling them that we are under Babylon by God's design. And I, I taught you that, that in Ezekiel, Ezekiel meets God in Babylon and God is sending Nebuchadnezzar because of what's going on in Jerusalem. Well, Jeremiah is in Jerusalem. Ezekiel is a priest and prophet in Babylon. Jeremiah is a priest and prophet in Jerusalem about the same time. And Hananiah is saying he's a prophet of God and he's saying that God has spoken and that this is over with and it's going to be a time of peace. Verse 3, uh, we, we said it's going to be a time of peace and he's going to bring everybody back and all that. Now, everything we talked about, this guy is saying God's going to do Within two years, he's giving a time. Verse 5 is Jeremiah's reply. Then the prophet Jeremiah said unto the prophet Ananiah, in the presence of the priest, in the presence of the people that stood in the house of the Lord, verse 6, even the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Sounds like a great thing. Now, Jeremiah here could be doing a lot of things. He could be sarcastic. He could truly want it to happen, but then Jeremiah is going to know what it would need to happen for this to take place. And that would, the hearts of the people would have to turn in such a way to make this happen. And the hearts of the people haven't turned. Okay? And Jeremiah is going to describe this. Let's go on. Let's go on. We're in verse 7. Okay? I mean... Uh, yeah, verse 6. Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform thy words which thou hast prophesied to bring again the vessels of the Lord's house and all that is carried away captive from Babylon into this place, which is going to happen, but not until the days of Ezra and Nehemiah after 70 years. 
But he's like, go ahead. It'd be great if it were within two years time. Verse seven. Nevertheless, hear thou now this word that I speak in thine ears and in the ears of all the people. Verse eight, the prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesied against many countries and against great kingdoms of war and of evil and of pestilence. Verse nine, the prophet which prophesieth of peace When the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord hath truly sent him. So it's kind of like what we did with Elijah. Where Elijah said, let the prophets of Baal call upon God, and then I will call upon God. And the God who answers, let him be God. You have two prophets. One is prophesying that in two years this is all going to end. The other one, we come to find out he prophesied 70 years. Who's right? Jeremiah says, fine. I would love it to be your answer. Because who wants to do something for 70 years? (laughs) Let's just make it happen. Like Ed, you know, let's just have the Lord come now. Jeremiah's like, amen. I'm with you. I would love it. But your hearts aren't ready. So I know it's not going to happen. And I'm in contact with God. Verse 10. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. So Jeremiah was wearing a wooden yoke on his neck as a demonstration of how the people are in bondage to Babylon. But he is saying the Lord put the yoke there. The Lord has yoked these people because the Lord is trying to guide these people back to repentance, but they're refusing. And now Hananiah, so you have two things going on here. You have Jeremiah wearing, demonstrating, trying to give a sign, showing like a sermon illustration, trying to show that yoke to help them vividly see the bondage they're in because they can't see it. And then Hananiah is coming and he breaks that yoke saying, see, he's also using demonstration. And he's saying, no, in two years, this is going to be happened within two years time. Even so, I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from all the neck of all the nations within the space of two full years, and the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So he does that, and Jeremiah's like, okay, fine. But Jeremiah's last word was, let the one who truly speaks for God, whatever comes to pass. And we know that from Deuteronomy chapter 13, Deuteronomy chapter 18. And someone comes, whoever prophesies, you'll know the true prophet by the one it comes to pass. It comes to pass. Verse 12. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke off the neck of prophet Jeremiah, saying, verse 13, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. You thought it was easy. Now I'm going to make it even harder. Notice They're not repenting. They're not changing. The reason why the Babylonians are coming, and Habakkuk has told us about this. I I discuss that in the book of Habakkuk. God tells him that Babylon's coming. Jeremiah, Babylon's here. Ezekiel, Babylon's over here. God is over here in Babylon sending. So now he says, you didn't like the wood? I'm going to make it of iron. 
Because God wants to try to control these people because they've gone off the deep end. And they keep going, they're going to go into destruction. And so he's got to put this yoke upon them. So there's a lady at work who fractured her ankle. And she has to wear a brace for three weeks until that ankle can heal. So God is trying to then put this yoke to guide the people, but they don't want God to guide them. They don't want God to lead them. Who wants to wear all that? We want to be free. And a lot of people have misunderstood freedom. Freedom in the past, since the days of Martin Luther and a little bit before he got it from Dun Scotus and he got it from William of Ockham, is this idea of our understanding of freedom that we're free to do whatever we want. And that's not what the Bible teaches. Paul says you're either a slave of sin or a slave of God. Jesus said you're going to obey a master. And you're not going to put yourself, like today we have, above the master of the universe, God. But they would do. They call themselves atheists and said, there is no God, I'm going to be God. I'll be my own God. They don't think they have to serve anyone, that they can just break off any yoke. And that's anarchy. And that's not what the Bible teaches, how God wants to guide us. And so they've refused to listen to God. They've refused to listen to his true prophet. And now they've got this prophet. We would call him a false prophet because he's lying. We'll see that here. So we're in verse 14 Again, Jeremiah 28, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I put, put my yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, they shall serve him. And I have even given him the beast of the field also. See, God is Lord over all creation, but he put us in Genesis 1 over the beast. But because these people are not doing what God called them to do, now God is going to give all of that over to a foreign king. God will let foreigners do his job for him when his people will not. He'll do it. Verse 15. Then said the prophet Jeremiah to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust and lie. He's preaching peace, peace, but there's no peace. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee off from the face of the earth, this thou shalt die. This year. This year thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. The Lord put the yoke. There's a lot of times we're not too happy with life. And we often wonder and then we start blaming God for the way things are. But sometimes God is doing something. Just like the doctors. Katie was probably not excited, but she was excited. She's happy to have the surgery because she knows what's going to be like after the surgery. But doing all that physical therapy is not exciting. But she knows afterwards because if she doesn't do the therapy, it's not going to work. And she went through all that for nothing. And God will put yokes upon us and guide us to places he wants us to go. But we want to be free. And when we're free and we're independent... To do what we want, but we do we really know what we want? And these folks have lost it. And God is trying desperately to save them. I would break my daughter's arm 
if it would save her life from a bus running over or something. I'd break both of her legs if it saves her life. I'll do whatever it takes to save her. God is trying to save these people. And they're like, we're, going, we're not going to do this. But, you know, we Americans, we go to the doctors and they tell us to change your diet and we don't. And then we wonder, we go back to the doctor and we've got more problems. We don't, we don't listen, even though we're told. He's going to die this year, Jeremiah says. Hananiah, you have gone so far, now I have to prophesy this about you because you're speaking and saying that this is what God said and God didn't say that. You're lying. And you're leading the people astray. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. And two years later, Nebuchadnezzar, nothing happened. Matter of fact, the opposite happened. Because the people refused to change. The people refused to so then God has to lead them in exile and lead them out of the promised land and do a reset and start over. And it takes 70 years to redo this. And God has to start all over. I want to jump back. We've done this verse before, but I just want to jump back to chapter 23. I want you to see this in chapter 23. Verse 18. We've gone through these, but I want to grab these again and remind you that we went through these. And we're, we've been talking about yoke and being yoked with God and yoked with each other. And sometimes God puts yokes on us we don't like because he wants to take us to places we don't want to go. But then God needs us to go to those places. Nobody wants to go see the doctor. Every time we see the doctor, we say, we'd rather not see you again. Nobody wants to go to the dentist. <laughs> but sometimes you have to. Verse 18, 23, Jeremiah 23, 18. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Jeremiah or Hananiah? Who? Who? Let's skip down to verse 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran and they have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied, just like Hananiah. I didn't tell them these things, but they're all running around saying God said this and God said that and God, God, and this is Christianity and this is church and they're really lying. Verse 22, but if, here's the key, but if they stood in my counsel, we've done these verses before, but if they had stood in my counsel, Jeremiah has stood in the counsel of the Lord. He knows what God is saying. And had caused my people to hear my words. Here it is. And caused my people to hear. My people haven't heard. Then who? They. Who? The people. Should have turned them from. The prophets should have turned them. The people. From their evil way. And from the evil of their doings. In other words. How do you know if a prophet is true or not? If he's preaching God's word. And the people repent. Now Jeremiah doesn't get much repentance. But that's what God desires. But he is speaking himself and they're listening to all these other voices. So we've been talking about listening to voices. We've been talking about yokes. We've been talking about this whole wilderness series about God guiding us and how we would go with God. And that's what God wants. And Jeremiah is all for what Hannah and I wanted. But the people were not in the right condition to receive and that goes back to what we did with 2 Kings chapter 3. We have to be in a position to receive what God has for us. Otherwise, 
The timing is not God. He's got all the time. He can wait us out. And a matter of fact, he's been waiting for 2,000 years and hasn't budged him yet. He can wait on us. <laughs> but how long can we wait? So we have got to be sure to hear God's voice. Not the words that tickle that Paul talked about when he told Timothy, be careful. Those who want to tickle your ears. Remember we talked on Sunday about tingling your ears. We have to be careful. Because a lot of people will preach a gospel without blood. I don't know how it's a gospel without blood. People don't want to talk about blood anymore. They don't want to talk about these things. They just want peace, peace. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. It's all going to be good. Everything, just don't bother repenting. Don't bother changing. Just keep doing what you're doing. And you're going to be enough off the cliff. And that's Hananiah. And God says, I can't do that. I'm trying to save my people. Such that I sent Jesus to do all that he did in those three days and three nights. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's how much God is trying to change us. And the question is, are we going to respond to that gospel by hearing that voice when it's uncomfortable for us? Or are we going to listen to the hand and eyes that try to tell us a different way? And they're lying to us. And we don't want to be lying to other people. We need to let them know so they can hear that voice. They can allow the Holy Ghost to convict them of their sin of righteousness and the judgment to come that Jesus said the Holy Ghost would do when he came. And he's here. The Holy Ghost has been here for 2,000 years, and that's what he does. We want to hear that voice. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that we would be yoked to you and by virtue of that, being yoked together and that we would be bound together in unity and that we would carry the load together and work in unison as a team. And when one is weaker, the others lift up to accomplish what you want. But some people are rejecting your yoke. Let us not reject your yoke. But let us receive the true voice of your gospel that teaches us that we must deny ourselves and be crucified daily like our Christ to serve you in a powerful way. Father, as we thank you for this food that has been provided tonight and ask your blessing upon this gift that we receive and as we prepare for our business meeting, we just thank you and praise you that we will be about your business and that we will do what you've called us to do and hear your voice this week. And live ever repenting. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.